Um, it's, what do you think about that? I think minor worship songs are really fun. Are they and like I, the minor prophets? And I also very much appreciate more fun if or they, maybe less, depending on if you like the minor prophets. I, I like it that if it sounds really, really sad um, and then it's like something really happy, you don't know how to feel at the end. And it's like or or vice versa, happy sounding music with sad lyrics. Yeah. Like like uh, sad with happy would be something like <coughs> uh, it would be like he is my joy. He is my yeah. joy and my happiness. Well, this is about Jesus coming for the sinners and the but, people wait, who are poor you, the, and weak and need Jesus. So it's okay. very joyful in well, that regard. Let me do the other one. This one's good. The opposite. I am a dying man in the grave. You couldn't even like hold it together because you threw in a minor there just a second ago. Yeah, I know. I was trying to do minors. <laughs> but basically, that's, you know. Yeah. It's like if we did Psalm 88, but we made it like a clap along. Yeah, like, I think it should be to the tune of Lean on Me. <laughs> Throw it in a pit. Feel like I'm in a grave yeah. and no one is here. No one to save me. There you go. All right. Colin, your talents never cease to amaze me. I sang with a sick throat, too. His talons? You need well, to clip about- those talons, buddy. <laughs> hey, there's another book that talks about talons, the Codex Giga. Do the chickens have large talons? <laughs> Lay them on a bed of talons. Yeah. <laughs> that's a reference. Uh, that's a weird, a weird uh, thing. Okay. Cool. Right. So I guess after all that craziness, we're ready to start. You guys ready? Yeah, buddy. Cool. Let's do this thing. I'm Zach. I'm Colin. And I'm Bob. And, and welcome, welcome to the, the House Plants Podcast. Podcast. We are back together. Woohoo! Nice as this, oh, dude. That last episode was weird, where I had to do the intro. Were you lonely? I felt very lonely. I tried to talk to you guys, you didn't answer. So, well, what are we here to talk about? We just wanted to be uh, quiet on that. Last yeah, episode. yeah. Guess what? I didn't get to tell the people about <laughs> music, media, and the mission of Jesus. I was like, I, I don't even think I even said that part. I might have. I yeah, probably did. I don't think you did. I don't know. We'll see. So that one's going to be like an apocryphal episode. <laughs> we'll have to like put an asterisk. By hopefully, it. Well, hopefully um, Carolyn is okay with being a part of episode like that. But uh, what's funny is that Carolyn was more the good message giver of the episode. A lot of the stuff she was talking with the people. About. She, was, she did extremely well. She was nervous, but good job, Carolyn. Good yeah. job, Carolyn. Yeah. Aaron wasn't nervous. He was just banging away. He Aaron is Aaron. He does him. He was ready to go. Yep. That's pretty awesome. Cool. Um, so, yeah, uh, we're back again. We are back. Um, it is Lent now. We've had Ash Wednesday uh, since the last time we gathered together. Don't celebrate Ash Wednesday. That's what I see on yeah. the forums lately. If it's not in the Bible, don't celebrate Is that what people it. said? Hmm. On, on Facebook recently. Yeah. I mean, that's okay. No. <laughs> there are some people for whom an argument from, like, church history like oh well, christians have always done it this way well oh that means it's automatically wrong then yeah <laughs> so see my whole thing uh, which i've said from the get-go is if it's glorifying to god and is based around you praising the lord in some mm-hmm. regard and is not about any kind of like human tradition of any yeah. kind then it's fine like i don't know there's plenty of traditions out there my, i think i've told you all but i used to have this thing that we did because our family was from poland we used to do this thing called Valia, where you take like of the sacred mm-hmm. um, bread and you yeah. break off a piece, eat it, and then you you wish 
good wishes on them for the following year. Interesting. And it's not necessarily like it's not exactly it Christian, yeah. but it is associated with like the Polish Catholic kind of yeah. church at the time. That's and so cool. it just became a tradition that our family would wish good things for each other in the upcoming season. I yeah. see nothing inherently wrong with that. Right. And again, so it's like, well, that's not the Bible. And it's like, well, it was a nice, it was a nice tradition. Well, neither is Chris Tomlin, but <laughs> yeah, no, Hey, but he's still part of worship service quite often. It, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah. True. So Zach, before yeah. we uh, get started into the subject matter, do you want to do some worship? I would like that very much. So we got a two part episode coming up and we'll kind of introduce that a little bit to you guys later. But mm-hmm. I, um, I learned two different hymns that are Lent related. And so I wanted to do them on the podcast. Very cool. Awesome. They're very cool. They're very minor and they have a very different kind of vibe to them. So the first one that we're going to do today is called Come Ye Sinners, Poor and Needy. It's one of those hymns where it's named for the first line of the hymn. Yeah. Gotcha. Really creative. But um, I will say I do really appreciate the lyrics in this one. It talks about how um, people who are heavy laden and thirsty, people who are poor, wounded, um, and even says right there, weak and wounded, sick and sore. And that is uh, me and Colin right now as we're both kind of under the weather, still getting over things. The I worst. forgot my mask today, so hopefully I'm not I'm <laughs> yeah. join you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this, but all the, the sick masks, those aren't for the people who are sick. Because why would you want to keep your sickness like in your mouth? It's for all the people that are healthy to block the sickness. Yes. Yeah. So it's your responsibility to get the mask, not us, the sick people. Okay. <laughs> no, I, f- I fully recognize that. And that was the Chinese perspective, too. I was making a joke. Is that for real, the way that they think about it? Well, I mean, you want to you want to protect what comes <laughs> into very... your body, so... <laughs> I was just teasing. It's pretty polite. <laughs> I thought you were supposed to do it if you were uh, sick. Well, well it, it's both. It's there's a mixture of both of that. But uh, but but I, I tend to find that more of those who don't want to be sick or more uh, mm-hmm. medically fragile tend to be the ones who tend to wear the mask I just, more often. I just thought I just that. Wa- okay, go ahead. I just thought that people wanted to look like Michael Jackson because didn't he have that yeah. mask? Yeah. Well, I well, just I, what I want to do is walk down the street and cough and like be actually sick looking, and then look at everybody who like looks at me weird and be like, get a mask. Get, a, Get mask a mask now. Okay, so I'll go to the Halloween store and yeah. I will find the Michael Myers mask <laughs> and that will keep me from being sick. Protected. Well, yeah, there you go. So. Nice and insulated too. It's all rubbery, so nothing's really getting. And we're that. getting off topic. So let's get back to that worship. <laughs> it's all good. It's all me. I did that. I'm sorry. So yeah, this song is for, for you if you are sick and wounded, if you're feeling a bit sore or um, a bit in need right now. Jesus ready stands to save you. Um, And so that's kind of the message of Lent. We just come to the end of ourselves and we say, you know, we are human beings, so we are very flawed and we are going to need a savior to come and heal us. So that's what this song is about. Ready stands to save you 
gorgeous that's who jesus comes for the weak and the wounded love it yep all right great one i like how we uh yeah i don't know if i don't know how many songs we've actually done that have ended on like a minor note so this is a new thing for me yeah i mean maybe not a new thing for you no hold on hold on but you've never ended on a minor so you gotta let it sit in the mystery before you resolve it. Yeah, I just resolved it yeah. to major. Sorry. The joy <laughs> comes with the morning for me, Zach. So, <laughs> All right. It sounded fantastic, though. Um, yeah. So I wanted to say that uh, mm-hmm. the idea for this has kind of been slowly brewing for me. But God has given me um, a lot of chances lately to provide a worship night for different churches. Yeah. Um, that's one of the things that I've done for. Um, the church that Samuel Odebena goes to, we had him on uh, a few months back. Yeah, buddy. And uh, his church wanted somebody to come in and do a worship night every month. So that's something that uh, that I do. 
Colin kind of does music therapy, and you would have heard that last episode um, yeah. at Room in the Inn with yeah, Aaron do, and Carolyn. I do jam yeah. sessions with the people that want to participate. The the t- times that have been really good, we've mm. had people just come up and grab shaker instruments and, yeah. and jam with us. Yeah, um, And we even do this at the seminary, um, something that kind of predates me by a little bit, but um, because our chapels are planned in a very certain way, um, we wanted to have an extended time of worship. And so students mm-hmm. at Asbury, <coughs> excuse me, students actually came together and uh, made a like two hour worship night kind of thing. Yeah. And so um, I've had a chance to be a part of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, even, even farther back than that, you've been uh, well known to, uh, to uh, for years, as long as uh, for many years that I can recall that you would happen to throw out an invitation, just an open invitation to say, Hey, we're going to be jamming out this night. If anyone wants yeah. to join us, come come down and join us. It just, we have done that informally before. And like, um, I remember there's been times where like we've been on a worship, uh, I'm sorry. I mean a, um, a mission trip and have decided to just do worship in the middle of the night when we're staying at some strange church or something. Oh yeah. You know, um, it's not a mission mm. trip or a worship trip. It's a worship trip. Yeah. Because it's worship as in yeah. a mission of worship. Where you can go wash your wash rags. Worship. This is a mission trip to Pennsylvania. Um, <laughs> <laughs> your wash. Put them in the washer. Yeah. So I think that there are times when it's important to um, bring people together um, and have them look to something greater. I've seen uh, this work for churches that are in the midst of transition, for people who are anxious about the future, when there's conflicts over worship style. Um, it can be very good for a community to just say, we're going to focus on Jesus for a night. Uh, we're going to sing. We're going to put our disagreements about style um, aside and we're just going to worship. Well, let's uh, mm. let's pray about it. Mm-hmm. I prayed last yeah. time. So it's up to one of you two. You should fight it out. Let's put let's fight fist, it out. Fisticuffs. Let's throw one weapon in on the floor in front of both <laughs> of you. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Fight to the death. Zach, here All we right. go. All right. Bob, Colin, Bob, get ready to throw that spoon. Bob, why don't you pray? <laughs> that, that, that's good. I'd rather not fight with my brother. We've played and monkeyed around and lollygagged uh, too much already. So let's go. Daddy, I thank you so much for this chance to, to gather together to discuss uh, discuss uh, worshiping you um, and what that looks like and ways in which that can happen. Uh, I thank you for this uh, for this ministry. I thank you for those who are listening. And uh, and I ask, I ask you to be with this time. Um, help us to continue to seek after your will in all the things we do. Thank you so much for everything. In your son's name we pray. Amen. 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 So, Zach, let me ask you something. I don't even know what the heck a worship night is. Tell us what a worship night is. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, um, if uh, you haven't guessed it or you haven't read it in the description of the podcast by or now. Or the title of the podcast the itself. The title of the podcast itself, if you just somehow missed all those things. We are talking about uh, the worship night um, with a K, right? Little yeah. With the armor. <laughs> he carries a, he carries the full, around. the full armor, armor of God. God. Yes. And then yeah. a loot. Yeah. And yeah. Like a worship. bard. That would be the worship bard. Oh, here comes the <laughs> worship night. And it's like, <laughs> I fluff around England town and sing a mighty song. That's right. Yeah. Um, so God oh, has wow. given me, um, a lot of chances lately to, uh, provide a worship night which is basically just an extended period of worship where you sing songs, you bring people to the foot of the cross. We worship Jesus together and you get to do that for an extended period of time. 
Um, your typical worship service in a church is going to be planned in a certain way. Mm -hmm. There will be um, certain certain elements like um, like a sermon. Um, Typically, is a normal order service. Never. Uh, There's an order of service. You might you might only get like two or three songs depending on um, what's going on that day. Um, And and you know specifically when the announcement's (laughs) going to happen and when the tie is going to be taken up. Yeah, right. So a worship night to varying degrees of freeness because you can schedule worship night and plan it out. Um, you get to break free from sort of that norm. Um, so this is something that you're going to do, um, every once in a while, a lot of churches will do it like once a quarter. Hmm. Um, and it doesn't have to be in a church either. Um, as what Colin does at room in the Inn that you heard, um, on the last episode, I would consider that sort of a form of a worship night. You've got the community coming in, you do an extended period where you sing songs about Jesus and uh, you just worship together. I know what a worship <laughs> night is. I do it every other Tuesday yeah, at right. Room at the, room right. the Inn. I know what that is. <laughs> I'm not stupid. <laughs> Colin, not stupid at any rate. <laughs> Okie doke. Okie dokie. Yeah. So, but so, um, yeah, some of the ones that I've gotten to do recently, um, I would say, I, at St. Andrew's Anglican up in Versailles, Kentucky, which is pronounced Versailles, yes. not Versailles, even though it's spelled like Versailles. Uh, we do one once a month. Um, I've done w- one at my new church so far. I hope to do others in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get to do this for Asbury as well, even though it predates me a little bit. Um, students were wanting an extended like two hour period of just worship music and prayer. Um, so those are really kind of the two things that you're going to see is worship and a lot of times some form of prayer together. So, so Zach, with yeah. that being said, what does these events do for the community at large? I mean, you talked about what it is, but what, uh-huh. what, what does it tend to do for, for the people who are participating? Yeah. And I, I want to kind of hear from you guys about this, about different, uh, times that you may have experienced an extended period of worship. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I had been thinking about is actually some of the things that worship itself does for the community. Okay. Um, so if you turn to Isaiah 60 and you look at verses one through three, um, <clears throat> what Isaiah is saying here is that um, here's what worship does and worship in Isaiah is an unveiling of the glory of God. So in Isaiah 60 uh, verses one through three, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. <clears throat> oh, yeah, you like that scripture. I forgot. Yeah. It's like one of your faves. I really love Isaiah, and I, I really like what he's talking about he's talking about what happens when um the glory of god is made visible for people um so what happens is you see nations coming to the light you see that um all these different people from different communities are are coming and they're they're coming in to worship god and then uh later if you keep reading the chapter it talks about how kings will bring their gifts so it causes people to want to um leave things as an offering people wanting to make sacrifices and serve the Lord. And it's because in worship they've revealed 
how glorious and how great God is. And so I think that you need something in the community. Um, if you're trying to do ministry, you need to be able to point people to something greater. And a lot of times, um, the worship night can give you a different way of doing that. Hmm. So like when yeah. Jesus was born, all those Kings traveled to see him mm-hmm. and they, they came to the brightness of his dawn. Yeah. So it got to assume that the drummer boy <laughs> thing is biblical yeah. and that he was part of a worship team. He was doing a set <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> right there. Yeah. And also just like Aaron Campbell, he probably rode in the back of a pickup truck during a parade. Oh, that's true. Playing a set. Because it's the marching band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah be part of the marching band. So um, l- let me ask yeah. this before we go any further. Zach, what, uh, how many, how many of different types of worship nights have you personally like kind of oversaw or led? Yeah. Well, so we've, we did, um, Alive and Dead Week. We did Alive and Dead Week twice at EKU. And yes, then we did. And then the third one was Haiti Aid which was kind of alive in dead week three, but we dropped the name and just called it Haiti aid. They focused on raising money for Haiti. Well, there are, yeah. there are I, from your description, it seems as though there are times when the worship night aspects overlap with yeah. like a concert. Yeah. So alive in dead week was almost kind of like a, a hybrid of mm-hmm. a concert and a worship night because we did do some covers and some of our own music that wasn't really congregationally, um, meant for congregational singing, right? Well, I like the yeah. choir that came in. I keep talking about them, the 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 choir that came to the Wesley Foundation. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a really fun one, too, because they just continued worship and just sort of <clears throat> got kind of uh, wrapped up in the um, some of their bridges and just expanded and kept those going for a really long yeah, time. Yeah, they really kind of turned what was just a normal, like, Tuesday night every week service into an extended period of worship. There you go. So that was really cool. Oh. <clears throat> um, so we've also done them um, in small churches with like youth groups and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, I remember one time me and you and Tommy Lawson and Greg, who was our drummer for a long time, went down to Perryville. You remember That's that? Right. We did um, uh, New Year's Eve. And didn't and we stayed play up all Ghosts and Goblins <laughs> oh, yeah. or whatever it's called? Yeah. Yeah. We played all those hide and seek yeah, games. That was fun. Yeah. That was super cool. Um, I've done them, we've done them in the community before. Like we've done just like go to a park and play. Mm-hmm. Was, was that yeah. one that where we went down to Perryville? Was that the one where me, you and Jessica couldn't be found? And then we started listening to Daft Punk. Maybe until the janitor showed up yeah. and yelled at us. Yeah. Like, hey, what are you guys doing up here? And we're listening to like, whatever that song is <laughs> sorry getting back on track that was a worship experience daft punk was i mean i was putting lyrics to that left and right jesus is the lord jesus, jesus is the lord, lord of me <laughs> yep definitely right. so cool cool back on track sorry i just uh, 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 our oh. our history with this kind of yeah. worship experience yeah. goes back a long way yeah i think that um so what's in what I've been thinking about a lot lately is um, I, I spent some time not on staff or uh, officially attached to a church. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, in, during that time, I tried to use some of my spare time to help other churches. And I so I was thinking about ways to kind of talk about what I was wanting to do to help. Mm-hmm. And so what I really felt like I needed to do, like the conversation I needed to have with churches was um, – to bring about the importance of worship itself. 
because a lot of pastors and a lot of churches, um, they get focused on these other things like in order to bring people in, let's be relevant or in order to bring people in, let's do like attractional kinds of things. Let's mm-hmm. focus on um, let's focus on giving and uh, try yeah. to make people aware that they need to be giving or let's focus on attendance and just like count mm-hmm. the butts in the seats. Yeah. Um, and a lot of churches, they focus heavily on their series and try to mm-hmm. do a lot of promotion yeah. marketing related to the series <laughs> that they're, that they're going to be preaching on. Right. And there's nothing wrong with, with trying to do an, um, a really excellent series that sure. people are going to want to come here. Um, but if you read scripture, what brings people in is the glory of God. It's not anything that we do. And so I think that worship is central to that because it points out that glory of God. That's what people are attracted to. It's something different, something bigger than us. And, right? and what's, um, what's funny is we were just having that conversation before this episode about uh-huh. how performance is not indicative to worship and mm-hmm. that they are almost polar opposites in the way that you play. Mm. Yeah. Uh, versus like, I mean, you're, oh, yeah. I've always said when you're a worship leader, you're a conduit for the Lord yeah. to the people yeah. that are receiving the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so if you're performing, you're more of a centerpiece yeah, <laughs> and not a conduit. And so it's harder to, <clears throat> harder to worship that way. I think that, um, I think that the idea of a worship night has always been like very keen in my mind because whenever I used to be a worship leader, I would always want like more worship yeah. time. And I would like be like, sorry, Colin, you get your two, three, four songs and that's it. Yeah. And I'd be like, well, then let me just do like four in a row at the beginning. Yeah. And then if you want, we'll do it at the end. And they're like, nah, we're good. And I'm like, bro, let me get like, if I get two songs in and I'm still going, that's when the spirit shows up. Okay. So church yeah. services a lot of times want to break things up. And, um, and so you won't have a lot of those extended and sometimes those sure. extended times of worship uh, won't work well because you only have an hour and so you need right. to get into um, whatever you need to get into a yeah. different fold of the worship. If you're talking about like the four folds, sure. which I'll do, I'll teach you guys about sometimes really interesting. Well, one, one of the things about having it at night specifically is the idea that you can't, you don't have to really worry about the timing. Yeah. You can just go, I mean, start at seven o'clock and yeah. go till whenever you're done plan yeah. to be there till nine. But if it goes until nine thirty or 10 o'clock, so be it. Not, not a huge deal. People can leave as they see fit. Yeah. Whereas with a church service, people are going to be expected to be out of there by noon or twelve thirty yeah. or whatever the normal time is for that community. You know, you we, we've got to beat yeah. the other churches over to Cracker Barrel. <laughs> because so, of the nature of church, um, people want to stay till the end. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there's very few cases, except in maybe like really churches that are really kind of free of like structure. Right. Um, very rarely are you going to see church services go very long or have people able to just be dismissed and have the worship just keep going. Yeah. Eventually you're going to lose everybody to lunch. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like Bob's idea of just making like a starting time, like say like, set, like you mm-hmm. could come up with one of those clever like <clears throat> verses. You'd be like yeah. Isaiah 702, 702 mm. or whatever you would say. And then that would be like, uh, whatever time sure seven verse two and then you're like sure. okay it starts at 702 when does it end i don't know how long is the book of isaiah that's when it ends <laughs> <laughs> it's like it goes into question marks people yeah 
Right. Just as long as as long as our bodies can continue to worship the Lord, that's we would never is. make a worship service based on the number of a scripture. <laughs> <laughs> we have never. been a part never. of one. Though. <laughs> never, Don't never. knock it till you've done it. Yeah. That's right. BCM. Yeah. And we did it at the Wesley too, but we ended up changing it to something else, like just a semester later. <laughs> yeah. You just made it like what, like. Uh, um, it was 801. It was 801 or it was, but there was 812, 812 before that. Yeah. 812. That's right. The different books of the Bible too. It was like John 812 and then <laughs> Romans 801. So, oh, so yeah. clever. Right. Cool. So, so Zach, as you're planning out um, these worship nights or trying to create some sort of, of idea of what, what's going to take place here, um, what are some of the things you're going to want to have? Um, what, what, uh, what are some of the things that, that you're going to be going into that? Oh yeah. So, uh, I think in our next oh, episode, we'll maybe get even want to address maybe. even. Oh, okay. Want to address. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, in, in our next episode, if you guys want to come back for part two, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about like the how, um, but as we're addressing the why, I think there's a lot of reasons why you might want to have a worship night. Right. Um, so like one that I can think <laughs> of is, uh, when a community is going through a transition, Ooh, that's the, a big one. Well, the reason why I'm that's heavily on my mind is because I've, I've seen this several times recently. Um, so the church that I get to, to do this for once a month up in Versailles, they had two separate worship services on Sunday morning and they decided to combine them together. So instead of a traditional and a contemporary it was one service where they had choir and worship team. Right. They felt like uh, the two services was dividing their congregation up. So they wanted to bring everybody together. Um, <clears throat> so they really put in a lot of thought and a lot of prayer into uh, their plan with that. And they thought that one of the things that they wanted to do was to have a regular worship night um, to kind of have different types of music come in and have an extended time of, of worship and singing. Um, so I've really seen, especially the prayer piece to that mm-hmm. has been really, really important because, um, people who had been previously going to two separate services and hardly ever seeing each other are now at a worship night together and they're being asked to pray for each other. Right. Um, and that, that's been huge for that community and especially where we've been doing it for, it'll be a year in April, I think. So I've seen like real connections being made. Hmm. Um, so I think anytime that the, that an organization is, is going to change, there can be anxieties and there can be, yeah. yeah um, there can be some disunity and stuff. So it's really good for God to be able to um, use extended worship in that case. I agree. Yeah. Um, so I have another one that's not listed on here. Do you care if I mention it? No, you're not allowed. It's not planned. So because you have to... transition in the community, I have yeah. one too. Okay. So uh, this this is just a niche niche one, but I think it really does apply. When your community is like, is if there's like, not I I, I mean obviously division is like part of what we're going to be talking about, but what I'm talking about is if in your small like maybe you, even your worship team or maybe mm-hmm. there's like a dispute or something like that. And people are like at each other's throats. Sometimes it's good to just remember to like come back to Jesus and worship. Yeah. Like if there's just like little squabbles happening, I think it helps to refocus. 
quarrels, you would say. Quarrels. Just general. Yeah. General quarrels. <clears throat> yeah, Cause, definitely. Because I had a worship pizza night, which isn't quite the same thing as this. But uh, one time when I had a worship team quarrel, yeah. I made a worship pizza night where we ate pizza yeah. and talked about Jesus. Yeah. I think, did, did you do a few of those? I, I did I one when one. there was a big bad problem in our worship okay. team. But then yeah. after that, we started making it a thing about like once a month, we'd get together and eat and discuss yeah. Jesus yeah. and recenter ourselves, which I yeah. thought was important. That could be good. I think that sometimes mm. the pretense of socialization and then the injection of Jesus is always good. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if that is exactly a worship night, but I think it all falls in the same bounds yeah. of we need to uh, be holy extended time of it's a holy extended time of focusing on mm. Jesus through whatever means. Cause yeah, everybody I, says that worship doesn't have yeah. to be music. Uh, so, but in this case, I think that's mainly what we're talking yeah. about. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I, I do remember, um, being at maybe one of these where, oh, yeah. uh-huh. where it, there were people not necessarily from the worship team there. I think you might've called it like a training or something. Okay. Yeah. Or a workshop. So it wasn't workshop. necessarily like everybody who comes is going to get put on the worship team, workshop. but you invited other people to come and kind of just learn about the process. Yeah, that's right. And mm-hmm. I think in that way that did kind of become an extended community worship time because we got there and kind of threw out worship songs and that's we're right. just kind of playing them together. Mm-hmm. I think, so, yeah, I'm remembering this now because um, Facebook live had just come out and oh, I remember really? I Facebook lived some of it and <laughs> I was getting like, weird comments like from strangers that said like, um, Oh, worship, huh? Are you guys worshiping Jesus or Muhammad? And I was like, what are you talking? About? <laughs> Everyone's a critic. Yeah, I guess so. So, th- I mean, I, I think that's a really neat idea. Just the idea come bringing the community together. Even in this case, it was mm-hmm. as if it's a small group, but the idea is still there of recentering it on onto Christ. Yeah, I mean, there were there were a lot of quarrels in um, Matt Redmond's church at one point, and that was hmm. when he wrote, um, "I'm going back to the heart of worship." What he did was he stripped the worship team down for a couple weeks and had it be just him, like on a piano, and he would just yep. sing like just one voice. Said everybody, take a seat. You're on the bench for a few weeks. And he wrote that song Heart of Worship because it's all about Jesus. And that's what he wanted to kind of get back to with the team. So so what other yeah. reasons what other reasons would you do a worship night? I think going along with quarrels, um, I had one that's a bit more specific of a quarrel, but yeah. sometimes there are battles over preference. Like Ugh. particularly mm. preference having to do with worship. So a lot of times it's worship style. Yeah. Um that if you are aware of this term, it's called the worship wars. I've never heard this term. Not heard the term, but really. I understand the premise. The worship wars, you are you are familiar with it, whether you realize that's what people had been calling sure. it or not. Um, but it's basically the traditional versus contemporary fight gotcha. that the church has been having for years and years and years. I mean, honestly, literally decades. It's literally yeah. been decades. Honestly, it's older than than we are in some ways mm-hmm. um, because it probably started back in like the seventies. But um, yeah. So contemporary worship started um, to have new trends late right. last century. And um, we're still really were riding that wave. Oh yeah. Bob, yeah. why don't you be traditional, like in favor of only <laughs> traditional, I'll be modern and let's have a debate really fast for the next like 20 seconds. Ready? 
Oh, you're so stuck in your old ways. Oh, Are you it's so boring. You, you refuse to recognize the liturgy of what's happened. All you want is your 7-Eleven songs. You say the same seven okay. words 11 times over and over again. Uh, songs will need to have 180 chords and 190 words and every verse in them. Okay, they can just be like, love, 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 God is love. Yes, and that's fine. Yeah, so shallow, no theology depth whatsoever. We, we need more depth here. You, you know what? Express our faith. You know what? Zach invited me to this worship night, and I'm just going to go to it because I know it's all going to be modern worship music. Well, I want to go to it as well because he told me specifically oh. there's going to be some traditional music in there too. Oh. Welcome, guys. Welcome to worship night. I'm Michael Gunger. Um, oh. I'm going to get out my xylophone, and we're going to worship. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you saying that we could come to a some sort of unity over this thing? Or oh my goodness! All right. Sorry. There you go. All right, Zach. Continue. <laughs> impromptu skit. I yeah, like that. So, as, as you heard in this very realistic example, um, <laughs> <laughs> we are caricatures. That was how they really talked. Yeah, it's very, it can be very divisive. I mean, it almost is like that at times. That, that was oh, us yeah. doing mm-hmm. an exaggerated version. But yeah, I would say that the main arguments I hear f- in favor of modern music is that God does not want us to be stagnant at where we yeah. are in our, yeah. in our in our worship. But mm-hmm. I would argue, devil's advocate to myself is that the reason why these hymns have stood the test of time is because of how impactful they are. Sure. Mm -hmm. uh, 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 Lyrics wise and uh, musically (laughs) and uh, the, the standards (laughs) they set uh, theologically. You got to remember that we have hymnals that have the best of what was written during that time. It's the greatest hits of your history. Yeah. So there have been just cause it's old doesn't mean it's good. There have been a tons of hymns out there, I'm sure, right. that we've never heard of because they did not really stand the test of time. That's exactly right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but getting back to this um, battles preference. over preference, right? People have their opinions in, in worship, and I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of times um, you you get the church service where you only have one or two songs, of course people are going to battle over that very minuscule amount of time. Right. And they're not going to feel like they're represented. Um, I think the worship night on one end of things, I think you could say that you can use it as a chance to um, do some things you wouldn't normally do in worship. Yep. And so you can play a few more of those hymns that you don't normally get to do. Or if you're in a really traditional setting, you could play a lot of the new cutting edge music that would take that you're probably never going to get to introduce in Sunday morning. Right. But also as you're doing that, you can evaluate the types of songs that you want to do in a worship night and it will help you form worship sets that can point to Jesus. Mm -hmm. So like you can use the worship night, for example, as a way of exploring the different music and seeing which ones really click with people and thinking about, well, you know, What's the theology of the lyrics that we're doing here? Which ones really work and which ones really don't? So then you kind of have a more polished um, set of songs to bring as new songs to the whole congregation. Yeah. Hmm. You know, or it's a chance to let people come together and practice setting aside their preference to kind of try something new because you're not messing with their holy, devoted like worship service that's always been the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and the and the, the the church the the, the service yeah. structure specifically, you know, yeah. well, we got to do this song at this time. Well, we got one song here, and then we got to do this, and then we got another song here, yeah. and we got to do that, and now we got and now here's we got, the, here's you're the, free to move beyond that, absolutely. Yeah. And here's the other thing we've touched on so many times before: 
It is not about you, yep. people. Yeah. Please try and understand that when you come to service and you say, I have not been personally pleased by the things that I have seen in this service, stop where you are and ask, has God and God's community been pleased by what's happened in the service? Right. And if it's only you in that community who disagrees or you feel like that, you really need to sit and pray with that for a while. Talk to God about that. Where are you at with that? Because so many times on the worship team, and this is probably why worship nights are so impactful, is that we get to lay down all of our opinionated biases about a worship service. It seems like when you come into church on Sunday, it's like... um, this all needs to be structured exactly perfect and it needs to play the right kind of songs for me. And if the, and if it's not, it's not the right church, but a worship night is like, let's just yeah. focus on Jesus. You don't have that pressure. Like a lot of times people come in and they don't even really know what to expect right. out of a worship night. And you might surprise people because like I've had a lot of the older generation come to these worship nights before, probably expecting mm-hmm. to hear, nothing but the contemporary stuff. Sure. So I will be cognizant of that and I will throw in hymns and they will, and they will be surprised that they heard a hymn that they hadn't even heard in church in a long time, but it might be one of their favorites. You know, I think that that's awesome. I think that the, the misconception that a lot of people have about any kind of service, but specifically just your, your regular morning service is that, the service needs to prove to you that it's good enough for you. Yeah, right. It's a very bad mentality to have. Whereas a yeah. worship night, it almost seems like you are going there. Like if if you told me, Colin, I'm having this worship night and we're just going to come and yeah. worship Jesus. You know, going in that your priority is not being picky. Yeah. It is about worshiping Jesus. And the sad thing is, is that. Why that, can't we get there that at church? That should be our mentality, mentality on, Sunday, on Sunday yeah, morning. Yeah, it definitely should be. So maybe this, maybe another reason, and I'm just throwing it in there, but maybe another reason is to, for, uh, any, to have a worship night is to reevaluate, like yeah. to, to show people the true value of like why you worship in the first place. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, that's, I mean, it <laughs> seems like we're very, and, and I'm not, I'm not speaking uh, to, you know, I'm not just throwing the blame on everybody else. I am guilty of this at times too. Oh, I know. The I have idea even of last focusing year. on myself and all of the things I need to have satisfied about me before I can feel satisfied, you know, mm. but it's all about the pretense of what, what's, what's the word that's like when you come in, what you're thinking about, like b- beforehand, yeah. your intentions. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But like <clears throat> that, that to me seems like the strongest mm-hmm. Uh, argument for having a worship night is because you are reevaluating, you're refocusing, yeah. you you are of one single mind. It, and like Bob said, with all of the elements, it can really, uh, it can really take you out <laughs> of like a focused mind. You kind of yeah. maybe dragged around a little bit because we do such a horrible job of teaching that that's what church is all about. <laughs> maybe there are people out there who are coming to church every week, but they don't know that they are even supposed to check themselves at the door and make it all about Jesus. Um, a a worship night is a chance to teach that. And it's the kind of teaching that you do, um, implicitly because there, there are, um, there are things that you teach like you're teaching a class explicit, um, material or whatever. It's, it's the stuff that is said. And it's when we sit there and say, here's what I want to teach you. And you go through a lesson, but then there is implicit behaviors that are taught. Yeah. Right. And so when you're having a worship night, um, 
you have a chance to behave implicitly as if you are putting Jesus in his rightful place as number one sure. in the church. And people will see that. And they, even if they don't really consciously recognize it, they will recognize that it's a group of people who are servants and they're serving Jesus and bringing people to worship him. Yeah. So, yeah. So here's a fun analogy. Um, I think this works pretty well. It's not a Christian analogy, but it works for the purpose of what we're talking about being like refo like, why are we doing the things that we're doing? Right. That's like kind of, kind of what I'm hearing from about worship nights. I was in all the music theory courses going up at EKU. when I first went Uh there, I was a classical guitar major and I had this professor who loved to do this specific thing. And at any point in the the class, he'd be teaching us about something really complicated. And then he would do this thing and it's called the deceptive cadence. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to play it for you. So he'd be like, Oh, you know, we all know about tritones, you know, uh, uh, C, E, G. And they'd be like, and then, you know, the tritone of four is F, A, C. And then he would say, and of course the five is G, B, D. And you go, and then it's the deceptive cadence. Or whatever, he would do like something like that. And then everybody would laugh and it was like funny. And his whole point was that like, we're not. I don't get it. I know. Just, just hear me out. Hear me out. The point, the point was to teach us that, like, even though we're learning about something super complicated, in the end, you want to learn to do like the fun stuff, just to like goof around and know so much about music that you can just like play and have fun. That's like the point of learning theory. Mm. But, but, okay. but all of the learning and teaching and stuff like that seems boring and kind of out of place. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But what we need to remember is that what we're trying to shoot for is to be like good musicians, I guess. And okay. so in in a roundabout way, you go to church and you learn, your pastor teaches you stuff, and then you hear the announcements and all the stuff. And halfway through, you're like, like, what am I what am I doing yeah. here, right? But a worship night is mm-hmm. focused, and all you're doing there is playing deceptive cadences over and over and laughing all the time through the class, basically. That's a bad analogy, isn't it? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's, sure. just, it's, it's not a bad analogy. Basically, basically it's, I, it's the type of learning through experience. Is what you're trying to say. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. And the, yeah. I think that I, what I'm saying is a lot of times we can lose focus on why sure. we're at church because there's a lot of stuff happening and yeah. we're learning from the pastor and we're hearing the announcements and all these other elements, yeah. which people would call worship. But it's really nice to have this night where it's just a focused one thing on, on Jesus and, and song. And, to, to remove us from the stagnation that comes through the, I would, the tradition. I would say yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess another example would be, like, you can sit and listen to a sermon about going and helping people, Mm -hmm. but then there are times when you can go out in the community. Like, uh, the one that's sticking out in my mind right now is um, when we went to Northridge and we did the community garden project, right? That was a chance to learn how to do something. That's right. Like, teaching it through doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, which you got to have both. And so worship night is a good chance to practice worshiping. That's right. Yeah. It's worship practice. (laughs) There you go. You don't need to have a rehearsal beforehand because the thing itself is the practice. So there you go. Boom. (laughs) Anything else, Zach, that, uh, that, that, that you might want to use uh, a worship service, uh, for. Yeah. I would say, um, stagnation also, we've kind of talked about it a little bit throughout, but, I think the night of worship can reinvigorate interest a lot of the time. Um, there was something 
that I read recently about how novelty works in your brain. Novelty meaning something new, Mm -hmm. something that gets you kind of out of the ordinary, out of the norm. It actually releases dopamine in your brain. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I think interesting. I think if you want to, um, maybe, maybe that's why my wife constantly is having us try new stuff and go different places. There are some people who crave that dopamine <laughs> that new things gives you. Gotcha. Um, and uh, there are people who use new experiences sometimes to help them focus on like homework or whatever. So like I've, I heard about a guy who goes to a different coffee shop, he lives in a big city, so he can do this, but he goes to like a different <laughs> coffee shop every week. So he's like always in a new location and he like does his work there. Interesting. Cause the novelty will give you a bit of dopamine in your brain. Um, I think having like something new and exciting can, uh, kind of refresh people. And sometimes I think that God can use that. Um, even if it's like kind of that physical response that you get just from literally seeing something new, right. um, God can use that to kind of turn your attention towards him in a new way. I mean, it's just like yeah. you're sitting there in class learning about boring theory, and then mm-hmm. suddenly the teacher goes, Oh, <laughs> I get it. It's deceptive cadence. It's a deceptive wow. cadence. It's how fun, kids. It's <laughs> such an accessible joke to you everyone. Can, you can do that someday, kids. <laughs> I love it. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> I stole his joke. Now it's going to be a podcast joke and he'll just, he'll show up one day. My professor. I think that was the same thing that you would play. Like when we would uh, draw names out of a hat and like give them a free CD. Oh no, I that? did. Well, that <laughs> final fa- it's the final fantasy seven thing, but it's, dun, dun, it dun, is dun, a deceptive dun, cadence. Dun, it goes, dun. it goes like, uh, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of a deceptive cadence. It is nice. Or a beluga half cadence. I'm not sure. Is that like a beluga whale? I'm not sure. <laughs> this sounds like it's made up, but this is real stuff. <laughs> get, that, get a nerdy uh, music guy on here, a music major, and he'll be we'll like, invite, oh, We'll invite Aaron Campbell back, and he can just teach us a music theory lesson. Aaron, Aaron Campbell yeah. knows more about music than me, so he actually makes me sound like oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. So. <laughs> but yeah, so um, my, my thing about Worship Nights is that I've always really wanted to <coughs> push for more of a focused worship yeah. because in my personal walk, I have trouble focusing sometimes. When I get too distracted mm-hmm. with a lot of different things, I feel like I get further and further away from my focus with God. And I can feel that. We've talked about that as uh, in our ways to pray for our worship leader, worship yeah. team. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep the focus. Keep, keep yourself yeah. focused on Jesus at all times. And I think that as part of the the structurelessness of it, you can not only get rid of a lot of that stagnation that you were referring to, but you can also yeah. get your focus and, you know, like... I think that people need to be properly motivated to want to really get involved in church. Yeah. And if, and if the only reason you're motivated is just to come in and listen to the stuff that, you know, is kind of repetitive and then get your 15 minutes of socialization and go, then you've kind of lost focus. Right. And a worship, a worship worship night can definitely be a way to refocus us. I think. Definitely. Cool. So Zach, anything else you want to add on this topic? Yeah, there's um, there's one more thing that you can do with a worship night that I think is kind of interesting. You can actually use it if you're a worship leader mm-hmm. to uh, train some of your folks a little bit. Ooh, yeah, yeah. So, so you might have somebody who is a a singer, let's say, but maybe they're not quite ready for like the 
Sunday morning because all eyes are going to be on them. And because of all the restrictions and, mm-hmm. and all the ways that Sunday morning gets judged often for quality and things, um, you might give them a, a song that they're like strong in at a worship night. So ah. they can get that experience of leading a song. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. there's less pressure because it's a bit more informal. So it's also a chance to kind of take people and like, let them take, let them experiment with the next step up and kind of see how they do. But that is a very practical kind of leadership thing. Yeah. But like, that's, I like that a lot. That's a good way to do things. Well, and we've done that before with like people who have come around and kind of play music. Um, but they weren't really like necessarily an official part of the band, but we just needed somebody for a worship night. And it's right. like, well, you're probably ready to play bass now. Why don't you just try it out for this night? And maybe they didn't do perfect, but that's okay. Cause it's just, kind of a worship night where we jam and play some worship songs. So mm-hmm. yeah. awesome. There cool. you go. All right, man. Well, yeah. Thank you all so much. <laughs> Thanks guys. <laughs> we're doing our best tonight. We're, yeah. we're pretty tired, but uh, yeah. this was a fun episode. I, uh, I learned to distinguish between what a worship yeah. night is and what a concert or a uh, worship service would be. But um, now that I know what they are, I uh, definitely know that there we have done a lot of them, and they're more needed than we have the yeah. typical just regular concert. Me and you actually have a lot of experience with it, and I've only just now started to realize that God has given me those opportunities. Yeah, and um, it's something that can help churches. So I hope to kind of teach more on that in the future, and kind of help churches figure out how to have this um, because it really can be a huge blessing. Absolutely. I agree. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Thanks again. Thanks for downloading and for uh, listening to our podcasts. And uh, we just ask that you continue to do that. Uh, Check us out on Patreon and um, look at some of the extra content we have there because we're actually in the process of making a new album. Uh, that's actually got drums and bass and all of that. Well, does it it actually have drums? Uh, It has drums. Actually is the qualifier. I didn't say they were real drums. <laughs> no, it actually drums. has drums. It has actually drums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we do our best with what we, what yeah, we can. But, we um, but yeah, uh, look out for that. And um, thank you again for listening. And we'll talk to you next time. Yeah, buddy. See ya. Peace. And see ya.